You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. And today is a continuation from our throat chakra episode. And I'll be talking to my friend from the initiation circle, Carrie Chen. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I am such a fan of Spirit Crumbs and I listen to all your episodes. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. That's such a good uh, confirmation for my own throat chakra for sharing my voice. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to you because like I was saying to my listeners before, it's really nice to get some different perspectives on these chakras because I've shared my own, but I think it would be really good to hear about your journey and start maybe with where you've had some blocks in your throat chakra and how that's kind of evolved over the last few years. Yeah, for sure. So for me, I think a lot of my blockages come from childhood. And um, some of the things that I can remember from childhood is actually when I was really young, I was very expressive. And like when I was excited about something, I would just get louder and louder. And I remember one point I was so excited. It must have been around Christmas time or something, but it's like getting so excited, you know, like the gifts are coming and you just get louder and then people start telling you to be quiet and to just chill. <laughs> I mean, I'm being nice the way that I'm saying it now, but it was kind of like, Carrie, stop. Like you need to like calm down. And for me, in certain moments like that, I decide, like I make a conscious decision, like I don't want to say anything anymore because people are going to tell me this. So I make up stories in my head of, you know, reasons why I shouldn't do something. And it's little things like along the way where people tell you something negative, or at least you perceive it as negative. And then it just affects your whole outcome of what, um, and, and kind of prevents you from, you know, expressing yourself the way that you want it to. So yeah, I think that's kind of where it stems from. And then I guess growing into my teenage years, uh, little things along the way always stop me. I also had an older sister um, and we're both Leos, right? So we're all, <laughs> both kind of leaders of the pack, but because she's the older one, I'm looking up to her and I can see that she is super expressive. It's like she has no fear in the world and confidence. And then just coming in as the, the second child, you just kind of look at her and it's like, why can't I be like that? And then there's like this whole comparison thing about um, not being good enough. And then little things like that kind of slowly block my throat chakra without me even knowing. And um, there's little things about throat chakras because I think you're probably going to talk about it, but for me, it's like communicating, um, being expressive and even listening and all of that. And I also found myself in school is that I couldn't even really pay attention as well. So I don't know if that's like part of it. Um, it's like kind of picking and choosing what you want to listen to. So yeah, there's a lot of things from my past that kind of, um, 
prevented me from speaking. And then I don't know if you want me to go into adulthood, um, how it yeah. kind of like pushed me into like starting to open up a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to hear about how that started uh, shifting for you. Yeah, so I guess you kind of do everything that you're told you're supposed to do, you know, like you go to school, you get a job. And throughout high school, I wasn't able to express myself at all. I feel like I went through this really dark phase where the only thing that could get me out of it was like music. And then um, the choices that I made with like the music, I think I'm going off tangent here, <laughs> but um, no, I think that's still like throw chakra because still listening. Yeah. It's like what you're like taking in. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so I remember going through this phase where I was listening to hardcore rock music. And to be honest, I don't even know the names of all the artists. I'm that person who will listen to like a lot of things, but won't actually remember who, like, you know, who's actually um, producing the music. So I would listen to all this like hardcore rock stuff. And it just, for some reason, made me feel better. Like it made me feel better, but not really at the same time. (laughs) I actually did the same thing. I listened to basically like death metal. I also listened to a lot of other stuff, but I listened to like slip not to go to sleep. Like I was like that kid. So I totally resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because right now I don't listen to any rock music. I'll mainly listen to like some alternative rock or something. Yeah, same. Um, and then I shifted into country music. So like, that's totally different. I was like more expressive <laughs> about feelings and stuff like that. So I went through that whole dark phase and, um, I don't know what it was. There's something that just kind of stopped me from wanting to express myself. And I think I had been brought down um, from different bullies in my childhood who um, made fun of me. I was told things that weren't nice and I'm not going to share them. (laughs) I don't think I'm there yet. Um, But they would tell me things that would make me feel really bad about myself, like physically or, you know, just what I'm saying in general. So I felt like what was coming out of my mouth didn't make any sense. And I felt like everything that I was saying was just incorrect. So I kind of held everything in and it trickled into my workforce where I had no boundaries. I didn't know how to set boundaries for myself because also, um, people will ask you to do certain things and you can say no, if it's not within your, your scope of work. Um, but I had absolutely no boundaries. I said yes to everything because I wanted to please people and wanted to do really well because I thought that would make everything better, but it just turns out that I was just taking on a lot more work than I could handle. And that would just kind of make me overwhelmed. So I wasn't able to communicate that in the workforce. And I think what pushed me over the edge is that I applied for this new job. And whenever you want to apply for something, you kind of want to be more than you actually are. (laughs) And I I think this is like also with um, communicating, like communicating your authentic self or wanting to, I don't know, because when I I find that all the job interviews that I went in, not being myself and I got the job I was really unhappy and then I'll I'll talk later about like my now job which is so much better because I walked in being my authentic self um but for that job I was trying to be more than I was I was like yes yes I can do this I can do that and like could I really like (laughs) not everything I could um do like it's doable I'm 
I can really easily figure things out and make things work. But I went into the job and it felt like the universe was kind of throwing so much at me at once. Mm. And I wasn't able to express how I was feeling, what was working, what wasn't working. And it turned out my boss was a bully. Oh no. Um, so she was taking advantage of me and she all, she was condescending and like, it was just like a terrible work environment. And I, I could just feel it like in my whole body that this was not right for me. And so I think I've gotten to a point where I know when something's not right for me because of the way that I feel. And um, when I'm just kind of losing interest in something, um, where was I going with the story? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it took me to a point where I was like, I need to talk to someone. Like I need to communicate with someone to tell them how I'm feeling because I'm coming home to my husband and he's not appreciating me like coming down and bringing all this negative energy from work. So um, I had to eventually not say anything and try not to bring that home to him, even though it was like eating at me. Mm. So <laughs> my only solution was to contact a social worker. So um, a social worker is someone that you can just talk to, um, I guess, with your problems and they can kind of pinpoint stuff that you're not seeing. Yeah. And so I went to a social worker and I was very lucky that the first social worker that I found just felt like it fit, like everything just kind of fell into place. And I think it took her two or three months to help me see that I was in a very unhealthy environment. So two or three months in like an environment that's already feeling unhealthy, draining, just feels like an extra long time than it should be. Yeah. So um, she, I guess, was telling me, your boss is actually bullying you. Like you need to pay attention to like all the signs because everything you're telling me is still leading back to her being a bully. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to see it, right? Um, but at the same time, I made a choice. That I need to change something in my life because I, I can't live like this anymore. And so when I finally was able to open my eyes and see that I went to my doctor and I didn't know that I can do this in Canada, um, where you can go on a stress leave. So mm. my doctor was able to put me, I guess it's a stress leave or a medical leave. I think yeah. it's called a medical leave, but it's basically based off of stress and mental health. Um, and it was just so much that this is where all my spirit crumbs kind of like fall into place. Um, I was starting to, at first I was like, okay, I need to get the hell out of here. I need to find a new job. And I was like applying for jobs. And at the same time, I was going to my social worker every week to speak with her. I may have gone twice a week during my, uh, my leave. Mm -hmm. um, and she told me, she's like, you have to stop applying for jobs now because you're not actually taking the mental time that you need to like recover. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to do that. So I went to the gym so that I can start feeling physically better. Um, she also got me to start journaling, which mm. um, <laughs> is a whole other story. I guess, I guess I can talk about journaling. Since, yeah, that'd be great. Um, that's something that really helped open up. So growing up, I used to watch, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, I but I'm going to get back on track. <laughs> um, so my sister used to write in a diary all the time. And I used to also watch um, like television shows where little girls are writing in the journals. And it's like, dear diary, 
blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, well, what am I supposed to write in here? Because I didn't know what to write about. And so it was very awkward for me at first, even though it's just me, a pen and a paper and no one else around me. And so what I started to do was just to talk about my day. And then eventually my feelings will start flowing because one of the exercises I had to do was to put a name to my feelings mm. because I wasn't able to actually know how I was feeling. I didn't know the words to express it. I had no way of expressing what I feeling now I know the word overwhelmed <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what that means right it's like doing too much at once and can't like keep up um so yeah so I was journaling I was writing how I was feeling throughout the day and somewhere in between writing and just flowing with it you kind of zone out and just like keep writing and then a, a magical solution kind of pops up in between like yeah. you'll be writing about something I don't know what's a good example. I'm actually, I'm not going to give an example. I don't need You're like, I'm not going to read my journal to you. <laughs> That's funny because I don't even reread it, even though sometimes I should kind of like look back and see how far I've come, um, which is funny because now I'm thinking about energies. Like if I open one journal from when I first started, it's just like, ooh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like so much negative energy comes out of the other one where now if I open the ones now, it's just like more lighthearted, just trying to figure things out. Um, so anyways, I, you know, started journaling and all of that. And then um, I was working out trying to make myself feel better. And where am I going with my story? <laughs> Starting to find your voice. Like, so that was yes. like in your process when you were on your leave. Mm -hmm. um, so yes. And then, okay. So I'm going back to the spirit comes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so then I heard this voice in my head saying, you need to meditate. And it's so funny because this goes back to like my previous job where I worked at a gym and there was someone who was telling me about all this spiritual stuff. And I honestly thought it was BS. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what is he talking about? And he used to have these meditation classes and I went into his classes literally to take a nap for like an hour. <laughs> and there was one time where I actually saw my spirit animals. Wow. Well, two of them at the time, which was so weird because I got a boar and a zebra. And those are two animals I'll never think of. So that's how I know that was legit at the time. Yeah. And I can't remember the meanings of the boar and the zebra. I think the boar had something to do with masculine energy. And I, I can't remember what the zebra was. But when I looked it up online, um, it made a lot of sense to me at, at the time, even though I wasn't technically on my spiritual journey yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a hint. Uh, yeah. And so because of that, I, I kind of knew what meditation was like. And I knew that I always felt better afterwards. So I even though I went, my intention was to like get a rest, take a break from work and perhaps take a nap, I still benefited from that. And I, I was actually taken somewhere um, in advance. And so I, I kind of got a preview of what was happening. And so during my leave, I remember um, hearing the voice saying to meditate. And I was like, okay, okay. So I found this meditation group online. And it's so funny because the time that I researched it was the time where they kind of just started it. So it's like spirit oh. knew I wasn't going to go all the way downtown because I'm in Toronto. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere that's more like uptown or midtown close to me. And it's driving, there's parking and all of that. Yeah, so yeah. 
there was one place that was available and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But, um, I actually didn't go, I signed up, but then I canceled. And then I went like a month later. (laughs) Um, and then, so that kind of, I, I showed up and, I was okay meditating and it was totally different. They were talking about spirits and that you might see symbols. And I was just like, what? I was kind of confused, but I'm like, okay, cool. And then funny enough, I think this is one of the most powerful meditations I had where I actually saw stuff because I knew I was supposed to be like looking out for stuff. Um, And then afterwards, because their room was filled with mediums, um, which I had no idea about, um, they started giving messages to people like after I was like, okay. And then the lady said something to me that resonated with me um, with water sports. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's me. So we just had a glitch in the system. We had Mercury retrograde come in and cut us out. Andrew's computer restarted. (laughs) Yep. It's, it's the Mercury retrograde and, you know, the throat chakra is connected to Mercury. I'm also doing my throat chakra session later tonight. So I feel like it's just all that energy coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So before my computer rudely interrupted you, uh, you were talking about (laughs) the mediums giving you a message that resonated about water sports. Yeah. So they just gave me like a little quick message that really resonated with me because I love sports. I love anything on the water. And she said something about seeing me on the water. Um, not sure what it means uh, really it was just kind of like something that she had visualized I was like all right cool that resonates with me I'm just gonna go with it and the following week well they had asked me oh are you gonna come again next week you know we're meditating again I'm like okay well I thought they were meditating again but they had um, a short meditation and then they had messages from spirit and maybe healing at the same time. I can't actually, I think the healing was the first time. Um, but yeah, it was like messages from spirit the second time. And I walked in prepared to meditate and <laughs> lo and behold, I was getting a message and I didn't, they, they asked me, are you open to receive a message? I was like, yes. <laughs> like I was kind of like scared at the same time. And honestly, like I was so nervous and, um, the lady who gave me a reading was spot on. It was literally everything I was talking to my social worker about. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was like everything that it, it was like someone had spied on me through closed doors <laughs> as I was in my social workers office. I was like, no, this can't be like, no one knows that I've been going here and there. And I was like, okay, so like, this is legit. So it, it was so funny because I'm supposed to be open and expressive with my social worker, but it was hard for me to tell her because I didn't want her to be like, girl, you're crazy. You don't let these people tell you otherwise. Um, but I told her and she was neutral about it, which was good. Um, and then, yeah, that's what led me to mediumship. And, um, and that's how I met you through the initiation circle. So yeah. all these things kind of falling into place and, at the time it felt so hard. Like I wasn't going to get past like certain thresholds and eventually it, it just kind of fell into place. And then just by joining the initiation circle with Danielle Serang, she opened Mm -hmm. an empowered podcasters um, uh, course for us to actually launch a podcast. And that's when she had posted something about like, are you ready to share your voice or something to that extent? And I remember responding to her 
something kind of like maybe not quite sure if I'm ready to express it, but maybe I can take the course anyways. And then next thing you know, I was so into it and I launched a podcast and um, what I was going to express. I had no idea where I was going with it. I just started blurting everything out that I knew helped me in the process and hoping that it will help someone else along the way. So I guess that's kind of how we got started. And that's how like the crumbs, it was like um, wanting to meditate, to finding mediumship, to um, uh, COVID hit. And I was looking for something and I had heard Danielle Serang's podcast already. And then she was opening this initiation circle, which was affordable in my eyes um, for like a membership. And then, so I was like, okay, this is like the only way I'm going to be able to do this consistently. I enjoy mediumship and it has really helped me heal in so many ways. So then I did that, which led to the podcasting, which was super unexpected. I never thought I would launch a podcast, uh, much less be talking on another podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It's all about expressing and if you asked me like two years ago, I would be like, hells no, like I am not <laughs> doing this. I'm not getting up in front of anyone and saying anything. So there's a lot of little things that kind of led to where I am, which is kind of crazy because yeah, I didn't think I'd be here. <laughs> I really love all of the spirit crumbs and how you just went with it. Like you're, you're in this place thinking you're just doing a meditation and then you're just like, okay, I guess I'm getting messages now too. And like, oh, I yeah. guess I'm going to try mediumship now. Um, and I was thinking too, because I know I was paired with you very early. We were the, I think the last two to sign up. Cause I actually ended up being the 34th person. Like I, I, was, I was like right before you. Yeah. And so we ended up <laughs> joining at the same time. Um, yeah. and then I remember we were paired fairly early mm-hmm. and I think that part of the journey for like anybody starting out is learning how to communicate what you're receiving. And that yes. in itself, I think in terms of like healing the throat chakra and mm-hmm. learning to express yourself. Like I know, cause you were very clairvoyant, like you would see things mm-hmm. and then have to try and explain like what you were seeing. And I think yeah. that's like a huge thing to try and do when you're already like kind of struggling to find your voice. And then now trying yes. to explain to someone you don't know this thing that you're seeing in your head, like, was that like mm-hmm. a really key thing for you in terms of development for your throat chakra? Yeah. Um, so with that being said, like clairvoyance is like the seeing through your third eye. And I was seeing so many things and I can I can see the movie playing out in my head, but I wasn't able to describe any of it, but um, I was able to work around by using all my different clairs. Like um, I work on clairsentience, which is like feeling and um, feeling the information. And at the same time, uh, claircognizance, just knowing the information that's coming through. So I was able to mix the few to actually um, describe what it means and to understand the feelings. And it's really, I think journaling really helped that because I was able to start pinpointing words of how I'm feeling. And even up to this day, I still have to go online and look at words that describe things and to kind of figure out what that means to me so that I know how to communicate that. So it's a total learning journey. And it's so funny because I missed one spirit crumb (laughs) along the way. So there was one where I knew I wanted to join the initiation circle originally and I needed some validation. And I was taught that if you see triple numbers, which are angel numbers, then those numbers 
you kind of think about what you're thinking in the moment and then that's kind of what spirit wants you to pay attention to. So every time I thought of the initiation circle, it's like someone took my head to look in a specific direction and then I would see triple digits. Like wow. I'm, I'm just like, you know, like daydreaming. Then I just kind of, for some reason, my head looks across and down and then I see like two, two, two. Wow. And then like, you know, stuff like that. And it was every time I was thinking of the initiation circle. So I was like, fine spirit, I am going to join <laughs> because by then I was able to kind of tap into my intuition. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. I love triple numbers, as you know, I love them as well. And I do the same thing. Like I, like you said, when you start thinking about like, what was I just thinking about? Then you're like, oh, and then you do that two or three times. And then you kind of get that feeling where you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's like having those like conversations in your head being like, okay, yeah, I hear you. Like, yeah, you only have to tell me 45 times. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's so funny because every time I ask about mediumship, I keep getting signed for mediumship and um anything else is kind of like blank sign I'm like am I supposed to be doing mediumship because this feels like a heavy responsibility yeah to like be carrying out but um I'm just I'm just going with it to see what happens and where it takes me because that in itself is a whole other like communication system you're learning to communicate communicate with spirit and then express it to like the person in front of you that you're giving the reading to yeah, no, I really, really love um, everything about mediumship. As you know, I do more intuitive, um, mm -hmm. but I really love watching people work in mediumship because it is like such a fascinating thing to experience because it's like you said, like you're communicating from a spirit to a person and trying to almost like broken telephone, like explain to the other person, like, I think I'm hearing it this way. And then like yeah. having that like validation from the other person. I think that that is such um, a great tool in terms of like throat chakra healing, just the fact that you're able to do that. And the fact that you've grown so much, like it hasn't been that long when you think about it. Like when we started, yeah. it was in, in August. Yeah. And it, it hasn't even been a full year yet. Yeah. And I can see myself like, you know, switched over the other side, like from being this scared little girl, scared to say anything to this person who's more open and willing to express themselves. Like with my relationship with my husband before, it's like, you know, what's wrong? What's the matter? And I couldn't get the words out. I would do the silent treatment instead of actually wanting to express myself. So anything to avoid having to talk about how I feel. Yeah. And then it's now to the point where I'm just like, I feel overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm mad because of X, Y, Z. Right. So like, I'm able to lay it out for him so that he knows, cause he's not a mind reader. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even though we're together, he can sense, he can really sense how I'm feeling but he doesn't know why. So I have to give him the actual reasons why. And I think because of that, our relationship has gotten a lot better. I really love that. How it's like entering different areas of your life. Like it's all crossing over mm -hmm. through that journey. And then, like yeah. you said, with your podcast, like I love that in your episodes, it's so like authentic. It's like, you can feel that it's your true voice and that you're sharing a part of yourself with mm -hmm. people. And I think that comes across really well. 
Um, and I think that it's something that I admire when I'm listening to your podcast, because it almost feels <laughs> like I'm having a conversation with you, even though I'm just listening. Like, I feel like yeah. it's like now the two of us talking, but I feel mm. that way when I listen to it. So I think it's like really incredible because I wouldn't have known before listening to your episodes about mm. like sharing your voice. I wouldn't have known that you had that struggle because it sounds so natural. Yeah. And the, and the weirdest thing is I hated how I sounded like the way that I came across, or if I had to re-listen to my voice as a child, I would be like, ugh. But <laughs> just recording the podcast and just like throwing it out, there's like so much fear every time I release an episode. I'm like, I don't know if, if this is, if I said the right things, did it like, you know, I always question that yeah. before I release an episode. But then to some degree, I have to like stop myself and say, girl, you just spent half an hour recording this just release it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. And I spent some time to put my intro and like my ending on the vibes, which probably takes an hour. And then I'm just like, okay, just put it out there because you said it, it's fine. Um, and to stop doubting yourself. So it's like every time it's, it's a lot of work to actually go through all the steps and then just make it happen. But as time goes on, I find it to be easier which is so funny because when I first started the podcast, I just, I scripted, I think maybe three or four episodes. And I'm like, I can't keep doing this because yeah. it's exhausting. And so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to write a few points and, you know, just speak off of that. And it, the points were just to keep me on track and um, to remind me what I wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah. in the first place. Like, where was I going with this? I feel like a lot of mine are like that because I, I half the time only have same thing, like maybe a couple point forms. Sometimes I just know mm -hmm. the topic and I just like start. And then I yeah. like, I have to sometimes listen to mine back because I'll have like a loud noise in the hallway or something that I have to like find to cut out. <laughs> and when I'm listening to parts of it, I'll be like, I don't even know why I was talking about that, but I guess we're leaving it in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is I have this sink that does this really loud gurgle and I have a neighbor that screams really loud and I'm not <laughs> sure if it comes across in my podcast, but I think in a few of my episodes, I mentioned it because I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't live this way and I can't keep <laughs> editing these things out. So heads up, this is what's happening yeah. and just deal with it because every now and then you hear jingles of my dogs, like getting up and like shaking. I'm like, ah, it was in the middle of it and I don't want to re-record it. So at least it's authentic. It's, it's as it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because when I listen to your podcast, sometimes I have like a question or want to know something and your podcast has the answers. <laughs> Oh, so it's like, like it's like responding like back and forth, which is so hilarious. I love that. That's exactly like same thing with yours. Like, I feel like it's a conversation. It's like, I'm thinking like, I wonder what she thought about this or like, why did she do that? And then you're like, I did this because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I, um, I reference spirit crumbs. Like now I'm like adapting your term and I feel like you know how people have like, the, we have the urban dictionary where people like make up words and things <laughs> yeah. and then it's in there. I feel like spirit crumbs would be like, you know, a made up word that will take off yeah. and then everyone will be saying that eventually. <laughs> I love it. I, I feel like for me, like it was something that just came out because I was trying to explain it. It's like, it's not just a synchronicity and it's not just like a coincidence. It's like mm -hmm. somehow like a tangible thing that comes from like, that leads you somewhere like the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it's like being adapted. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I was just thinking too, because I know you said you have like journaling that you've done. Is there anything else that you do in terms of like 
keeping yourself motivated to stay on this like throat chakra journey or like helping you to keep working on it? Yeah. Um, so I actually find groups of people that I can talk to, to be my authentic self. And I think that's a huge thing because, um, being so closed off, I, I stayed away from a lot of people. I, I wanted to just hibernate and just, you know, just sit with myself and I didn't know why. And it's because I didn't know how to express it to certain people. So I actually went and found groups while I was on my stress leave. And I found a photography group because I love doing photography. So there was like a Toronto photography group that I joined and I was able to talk like photography jargon with like a bunch of people that only they understood I was like yes a group of people that understands like different photography terms that if I was to tell my husband he was like I don't know what you're talking about right (laughs) yeah and I was able to jive and they were so down to earth and I just loved having like a hobby thing and I find expressing yourself through different activities that you really enjoy is really helpful. And I find that most of my friends that I make is through activities. I used to do Muay Thai and through Muay Thai, that's where I made all my fitness friends. I used to work at a gym and like the ones who love the same things as me, I would connect with them and I would be able to speak with them. And um, also finding like groups, like spiritual groups has really helped me because I'm able to open up. And I think the funny thing is with listening, because listening is also like a part of communicating and being open-minded. So I was super open-minded when I joined like different spiritual groups, especially the local ones. And because everyone's story is so unique and different, how they connect with spirit, it's like, anything that sound insane in the past makes so much sense now, or like, it's like, it doesn't phase me, but it's still so interesting. And I'd be able to like absorb that so that even though it may sound a little wacky, what I'm, what I'm spitting out back, like what I'm saying back to them, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like it's okay. And I feel safe to open up and to just talk to them. So I find that just having the spiritual group in general, has really helped me and also like having like different hobbies where I can express different parts of myself, I found really helpful to open up because we can always stay behind closed doors. And even though now we're still in COVID, I think we're just getting out of our lockdown now. um, I was still able to do virtual stuff and connect with people and have so many conversations, which totally kept me sane throughout all of COVID. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think just finding groups that you're able to express yourself um, because there's nothing worse than like keeping uh, yourself closed off from the world and not being able to do what it is that you love. And I find that you need to have something that you love doing because that lets your energy come out in like a joyful way and then you can live a happier life. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, groups and then obviously journaling, which I kind of talked about. Um, and then finding some sort of activity, even if it's something physical, um, just to get you moving. Cause I, I, I'm really big into like the mind, body and spirit and making sure everything's kind of taken care of. Um, and your body's also like a way of like expressing itself, whether like you're dancing, you're doing some sort of sport or, or something along the lines, or like even like playing music, like all those are forms of expression that, um, can really help you in some sort of way, even if you just want to play for yourself, play music by yourself, like that's totally fine too. Um, as long as you're doing something to express yourself and, and get it out. Cause other than that, like 
I can't sleep at night if I don't do something expressive. And I found that that kept me awake at night. Um, oh, can I also say one more thing? Yes. About um, stories. So sometimes we make up stories a lot in our heads. And I think this was something big for me. Like I would say, okay, this person doesn't like me because of X, Y, and Z. And that's what I'm telling myself, right? But really they were just like questioning something that they're curious about me. like. That's just an example. Because I remember um, when I was doing Muay Thai, there was this girl who kept looking at me and I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of weird, but all right, I'm just gonna ignore that. But then later she comes up to me and she says, hey, like, I really like, um, like, you know, what you're doing, like the, the fitness stuff. And I wanna be like that, can you, can you help me? And like, so me making up a story thinking like, you know, what's up with this girl? She's like looking at me funny and like making up all these stories in my head. Meanwhile, she's just kind of curious and like has a totally different perspective of the stories that I'm making up. So it's kind of like being aware of like what's going on in your mind and to not necessarily believe what your ego or like, you know, what, I don't know what you want to call it, the ego self or yeah. um, that second voice in your head that just tries to protect you so much. Um, because it does try to protect you and make everything sound like it's the worst thing. And I've just been able to pay attention to that and just kind of disregard it. So I'm able to walk through certain things that I would never do like years ago, like majority of my life up until like the last two or three years. That is such a good point because I think like I feel like there's a connection between both of those things because like you're saying not to trust everything that your mind tells you about other yeah. people and then the other half of that is in order to learn to like heal your throat chakra and to keep yourself active in communication is to find groups of people that you can be off that your authentic self mm -hmm. and the more you have the ability to express yourself the less you're going to believe that voice because mm -hmm. you have proof in all these other people that resonate with what you talk about and if there's less of that doubt inside after so. yeah yeah for sure and um yeah this reminds me of like clicks in high school and like the popular kids yeah. <laughs> like i never went for the popular kids and basically when you just be yourself those like like-minded people who like you for you is just going to be naturally attracted to you and that's something that i found actually works right i just yes. started being myself and then the right people just kind of come and then they'll want to talk to you just based off you being you and those who don't resonate with you like that's totally fine not everyone has to resonate with you and i don't think everyone's meant to like no. <laughs> um, meet up with everyone because we do have our likes and dislikes and what jives with us and what doesn't so yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that is such a great message for right now, especially with the throat chakra, because I do associate like truth and authenticity with that as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good point to make um, in terms of like communication is like you want to be communicating authentically, like as yourself. And that's how yeah. you do resonate with other people. Otherwise, you're going to wonder why all these people around you are not resonating anymore, but it's because mm -hmm. they think that you're someone else <laughs> that yeah, you've been showing totally. them to. So it makes sense why you might start feeling that way. Cause it's like, as soon as you shift into who you really are, that's the only way other people are going to know who you are. Like you're the only one who can express that. Yeah, for sure. Which reminds me, I said that I was going to talk about my latest job interview that I did, oh, yeah. the job that I have now. Yeah. So I was so tired of like, pretending to be someone else or having to be someone else. And I walked into 
my now job, just being myself. And they said, oh, uh, do you know how to do PowerPoint? And I was like, well, you know, I've used it. It's not my favorite, but you know, I can, <laughs> I can basically pick it up if I practice enough. Right. Like I was, I was legit. Yeah. Like I said what exactly what I knew, what I didn't know. And I didn't lie about anything. And they were just like, okay. And then I just asked, if I was going to be supported by the team and all that stuff, all the stuff that I would need in a job to be successful. And they're like, yeah, um, we can do all this. And basically the job that I have now have the best people, like I've on like the best team and it's so far so good. Like I have no complaints. Like there's nothing bad that I can say about my job that I have now. So that just shows being your authentic self. There's jobs out there that is actually looking for that. <laughs> I love that because I think sometimes we do think that we have to act a certain way in order mm -hmm. to be successful, but I think it's really good that it's starting to shift where more and more people are realizing like you're meant to be yourself and yeah. there will be something that will be a match for you. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good message. And it's almost like you did that out of like frustration, but it like yeah. works so well. <laughs> yeah. It was out of like, I don't have time for this anymore. Yeah. I was just like, I just can't live with this anymore. I just gotta, I'm just gonna do this. They like me or not. And I just literally walked in with that mentality. And it was so funny because I was talking to the director. He wanted to have like one-on-ones with us. And he, I basically told him, I walked into my interview being my authentic self. And I'm just so glad that you're able to share your authentic self too, because he literally just talks about like, you know, what works for him, what doesn't work for him, his mental health and stuff like that. So I'm like, yes, like, I love that. I love that he's got all this mindful stuff going, mindfulness stuff going on um, that makes everyone feel comfortable. And just the fact that everyone's just human, we're all going through the motions and um, just knowing that, that that's coming from a higher place, um, you know, like up the food chain at work that, yeah. you know, it's okay for everyone else to be the same way and they treat everyone really good. So there are companies out there that are really good. Showing up as yourself and being honest. And like, this is what I need. Like the fact that you even told them, ask them questions about what you would need for support. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, that's a good point. We can offer that. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's such a good way of just doing everything. I think this relates to about how you were talking about the first few episodes of your podcast mm -hmm. and how you scripted them. And then after a while you were like, this is too much work. And then it just, <laughs> now, now you just do them more like off cut off the cuff. And I think that's just yeah. a general good message for everyone. Like just be yourself. It will work out. You will find what is meant for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because I, if I re-listen to some of them, I can hear all the like pauses and stuff where you're just like, um, or like, uh, so and like, <laughs> like I notice little things about myself. I was like, ah, stop it. But as time goes on, it gets a little easier and I don't have to, you know, worry about that too much. I just say whatever it is I need to say and uh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of these personal stories. I think it really enhances the message about the throat chakra and how it does interact with different areas of our lives. It's not mm -hmm. just in our actual communication that like moving mm -hmm. the body and moving the energy and helping with our expression is also a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It was so fun. So glad to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. 
Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.